to Around the Homestead podcast, where we share information on topics from gardens to goats. Our aim is to provide small farmers and landowners valuable education on projects that may arise around the homestead. Whether you have been on the homestead all your life or you have just began the farm lifestyle, we hope you garner helpful tips to make your rural lifestyle most rewarding. Now here are our hosts, Brad McGinley and Sean Rhodes. Hello and welcome to the Around the Homestead podcast. We appreciate you being with us today. Uh, this is the final episode in our tree care and maintenance uh, series. We'll, we'll be chatting with uh, Mr. Carol Guffey again today. He's a retired extension forester and current Grant County Master Gardener. And uh, Carol, you know, we've talked, we've kind of covered uh, tree planting, tree pruning, and then kind of the next thing on my list were some common tree issues. You know, we've made a lot of a lot of uh, tree visits together over the years, and uh, your your joke is you never have good news for whenever we go make these visits. <laughs> I feel that way too on tree calls. I just like <laughs> you're probably not going to like what I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know, it's always it's always well that tree just died overnight. Yeah. <laughs> you go looking at it, and yeah, there's a lot of things that happened that didn't happen overnight. But uh, you know, there are there are. Uh, some, some of the common tree issues that I see are environmental stresses. And we, we kind of hit about this a little bit, but some of that takes place when the, when the house or barn or shed was constructed. You know, if we come in and did a lot of dirt work or changed the slope of the property to move water that, you know, was going in the front yard, move it to the side of the yard or something that, that can, can, uh, impact our trees. So I, uh, driving vehicles you know parking your truck underneath a tree you might not think that's such a big deal but it really is that the soil compaction that occurs if, if you if you compact that soil the you know the tree has water and, and air and nutrients that they pull out of that and if you compact it down to where it's a driveway or haul a bunch of gravel in and compact that down then you're going to be impacting the tree and and again that's very difficult to overcome once you know you once you do that soil compaction it's very hard to undo it you know it's going to be it's going to be something that the tree has to deal with and many cases they don't deal with it you know they just die so uh that's that's some of the some of the things uh there's also you know we have a few common diseases on hardwood we have we have hypoxylin canker uh i see that more than anything and usually that comes in because of some type of stress either the past few years we've had really really up until this year we had really wet conditions and then this past year we had a flash drought and those trees they've been sitting there you know big fat and happy because they've gotten all the moisture in the ground they've had a lot of rain they hadn't had to work for it and then all of a sudden we had this drought and, and the trees weren't really prepared for that. They hadn't put on a lot of new roots and, and things like that because they hadn't had to struggle for water like they normally do. And then we had this drought and, and that stresses a tree. And then we have, uh, like I said, the hypoxylum canker. Usually we start seeing that after during and after a drought for a year or two after a drought, we'll see that that kills, that kills our, our hardwoods. Um, uh, we don't have just just a whole lot of of diseases that you know that kill a lot of trees but i see that one a lot 
And that's one of those you'll, you'll look at the tree and you'll have, when it first occurs, the, you'll, well, usually what happens when you first notice it, the tree just turns brown overnight, all the leaves turn brown. And it's a natural disease, but we can't do anything about it. Once it becomes established, the tree's going to die. And if you'll notice when it starts fruiting, it looks like cocoa powder on the side of the tree. You'll tap it and those spores will just, you know, it's just like cocoa on a tree. It'll, they'll just fly out into the, into the air. Um, but again, it, it's really not the disease finally kills a tree, but the tree were already stressed to begin with for the disease to become established. Uh, we do have a few insects that, that uh, some of our pine trees, we have bark beetles that affect pine trees and, you know, uh, in your yard or in, even in the forest. Uh, we see that. Uh, we see some, some of our boring insects in, in the hardwoods uh, and especially fruit trees. Fruit trees have a tough way to grow in Arkansas. You know, if, if you're not planning to do a lot of spraying and a lot of treating, and again, I'm, I'm not pro or against that, but we don't have we don't have a lot of organic ways to treat some of these insects because these insects are new. I mean, they didn't, they didn't, you know, the, they didn't occur here. They're brought in from Asia or some other place and that, that causes a problem. So if, if you just want to plant a fruit tree and leave it, uh, don't waste your time because it, you're not going to get fruit production. Uh, it may bloom, uh, but it's not going to produce fruit. Something's going to affect it before it produces any enough fruit. Uh, so again, that's kind of my soapbox, I guess. But if fruit trees are a lot of work, and if you're not if you're not into spraying on uh, multiple spray cycles during a year, you're you're not going to be very successful with a lot of uh, the the especially the stone fruits, you know the the plums and the peaches, and to a lesser extent apples and pears. You know they have that. Now some of our small fruits, blueberries, blackberries, they have less of a problem with with uh, these type of insects, but, uh, and we do have kind of a new insect, the emerald ash borer that came in again from Asia. So it's got to the point where we don't recommend planting ash trees in landscape anymore because they're not gonna survive. This insect is gonna eventually kill all the ash trees in Arkansas <coughs> and in North America in general. <coughs> And, and I guess one of the final things is, you know, I, I've showed Brad or told Brad, you know, that, well, that's weed eater blight or lawnmower blight. It's not actually a disease, but we have, when we're doing our, our yard care, you know, we bump the tree with the lawnmower or our son gets out there with a weed eater and, and gets right up next to the bark of that tree and whips it with the weed eater line that has effect on trees, especially younger trees, and it will eventually kill them or get them to the point where they're weakened and, and they'll fall over from, you know, a windstorm or something. <coughs> Excuse me. So again, avoid, avoid any contact with the trees with our lawnmowers and weed eaters and you'll, your trees will do much better. Yeah, that's that's uh, a lot of times when we go out and make homeowner calls, it's that weed eater disease that has gotten a lot of these newly planted trees. And, you know, um, is there anything we can put around the trunk of a tree, newly planted tree that you would recommend to kind of help 
protect those trees, Carol, is, you know, if you're going to weed it up next to one, there's something we can do to help avoid that? There are, there are uh, some commercial things they call tree shelters, and there, there's several different designs, but usually it's a plastic. It's either a, it, it comes either as, as a plastic tube, more or less, that you slip over the tree, or some of them are plastic sheets that you wrap around a tree and then, and then tie them together. And then that kind of protect, then, then you usually put a stake down to hold that to keep it away from the tree, but you know, to hold it in place. And those will protect the tree. And in some cases, especially if you're planting a tree out in a, you know, in an environment where maybe it's a field or something like that, where you're not gonna be able to, to come in and keep the grass away from it, uh, that might be a good a good choice and some of the research shows that trees actually thrive better in that you know that creates kind of a micro environment inside that plastic tube or sheet that you know they get more moisture they get more sunlight they get you know it, it and it, and they will actually grow faster it, you know they're they're a little expense they're not really terribly expensive but um, it, it is a good thing and especially if you're going to be if you're going to be weed eating around them and stuff, uh, that that's a line of defense that kind of helps helps the tree. Again, if anything we can do to keep the weed eater or the lawnmower away from the trunk of the tree is a good thing. So those tree shelters, you know, they, again, I, I really think they're worth the money. And especially uh, if you were going to, maybe it, it wasn't just right in your yard, but it was more of a, of a farm type setting where, where you have some grass and stuff in a pasture or, something like that. The grass on newly planted trees, grass is a very uh, heavy competitor because, you know, those roots are, are pretty low. We just planted them. So they're, they're sucking all the moisture out and they're sucking all the nutrients out of the ground. So, and again, that's another reason we don't like to fertilize new trees because that usually promotes more grass growing. And again, that's, that's a competitor. So the, the, the more of the grass that you can keep down, the better. Uh, whatever way, whether using mulch or or weed barrier or, or in some cases, you know, herbicide, if if you can keep it off the trees, uh, keeping the grass down, especially for the first year, uh, will definitely help the tree. Yeah, do those tree shelters, um, is that something you have to replace as the tree grows or... They come in oh, standard really, that's, sizes or that's just kind of that's kind of a early growth. You know, you you put it on right after you plant the tree, and then in a few years that shelter is going to break down. You know, the sunlight's going to break it down. And then after that, you're probably done with the tree shelter. You may have to come up with some other, you know, you may put some other type of plastic ring or something around the tree to keep the weed eater away, but uh after the first couple of years, that tree shelter is kind of done all it's there to do is help the tree grow. Uh, so, you know, if you're going to try to protect it for its lifetime, then you may have to come up with some other type of, of mechanism uh, again, to, to kind of keep it, keep the weed eaters and stuff away. All right. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause I, I know we planted some fruit trees in our side yard, some apple trees, um, couple years ago and i always get nervous when it's time to go over there and i usually turn the weed eater off and bend over and try to pull the hand pull the 
the weeds away from the edge of the tree because that's just it's a nervous exactly uh, yeah thing to try to get up close to that that tree with that weed here you know so um well i appreciate you joining us today carol we've covered a lot of ground you even covered part of a fruit podcast for us for the next time for <laughs> around so well that's good <laughs> but uh anyways uh i appreciate you joining us today on around the homestead podcast again we have a lot of great resources on our website which is uh www.uaex.uada.edu there's a lot of great tree resources on there if you're thinking about planting a tree i would encourage you to contact uh your local county extension agent sean or i uh, we can make a great recommendation or help you make a recommendation on what kind of tree you need for the certain situation and that will certainly help you be more successful until next time we'll see you around the homestead We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Around the Homestead podcast. To learn more about today's topic, be sure to visit our website at uaex.uada.edu. Be sure to join us next time on Around the Homestead podcast.